0: I'm John Leonetti, your host. I don't think it's a surprise here that in America we are experiencing a decline in the percentage of Catholics that are practicing the faith. You'll hear the numbers in the interview. But what is it we can do about it? It's one thing to complain and do nothing. It's another thing to answer the call of Jesus Christ to be missionary disciples in our world today. And that doesn't mean you and I have to travel three million miles to do it. Right here in our own families, workplaces, the opportunities to be missionaries for Jesus Christ and his church, they are here. My guest today offers some insight in how we answer that call today, the Dynamic Deacon. Indeed, he is. Here's my interview with Deacon Harold, Kirk Sivers. Hey, Deacon. Hey, John. How you doing? You got more energy than, than I think most speakers out there, man. Where do you, Where do you get this energy?
1: Well, Eucharistic Adoration and uh, 45 minutes a day on the elliptical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it works, man. And that, that, that Eucharistic Adoration, that's a workout in itself, man. Sitting in front of the sun like that, you're getting burned, which is a good thing. Um, take me back for a second to your, your faith, if you will. Um, what What is it that really, when was the moment in your life, uh, or maybe you always had it, but what was the moment you said, i got to get serious about this?
1: Well, I don't think it was a particular moment. I mean, my mom had identified ever since I was small, that I liked going to Mass, always been fascinated what's going on at the altar, you know, and, and wanted to be part of it, you know, and then when I started serving Mass, I thought I might become a priest, and, you know, so I've always had uh, that um, that fire kind of burning in my soul, you know, and it's just developed over the years, uh, To but never thought I would ever turn into a, a speaking apostolate or, or writing books as a Catholic author or traveling the world or anything like that, so... You know when you open yourself deeply to God's will he can do amazing things.
0: They say every priest has got one homily. And that's a good thing. I mean every priest has got that central message that they want to get out into the world. As a deacon, what would you say, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, what's what's that one message that you know when when you die if if you could communicate this effectively, this is this is the life goal. What what is that one message of Deacon Harold Burke Sivers?
1: It's really how we respond to God's invitation to intimate personal, loving, and life-giving communion. Uh, that That's really, I mean, that's what God desires. He, he, he Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your mind, all your heart, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And what it boils down to is, is saying yes every day of our lives to God's invitation to love and to life and to intimacy and communion. And in responding to that relationship, therefore finding the joy. Uh, because so many people are trying to find happiness in life without first finding joy. If you don't have the joy of the Lord first, you can never find the happiness that everyone is seeking.
0: Who's the kind of the main instrumental person? You mentioned your mom. Uh, who would you say in the life of the church, maybe somebody you'd never met, like a saint, that's really inspired you in this in this apostolate you got going?
1: Well, of course, I love all my brother deacon saints. You know, St. Vincent, St. Ephraim, who was a doctor of the church, St. Lawrence, of course, who was a martyr. Uh, Francis of Assisi, you know the founder of the Franciscans, who was a deacon, and of course Saint Stephen, the proto martyr, who is the first uh martyr church, who was, who was also a deacon. So, I think those guys are tremendously inspirational uh to me as far as my diaconal ministry. And then, uh, as a Catholic, I would say Father Augustus Tolte, My la- my latest book is about lessons we can learn from the life uh, of that uh, great priest who is uh, on his way. Uh, you know. Uh, Hopefully, it was very shortly, uh, to beatification and then uh, um, hopefully down the road canonization. The first black priest in the United States, who has a powerful witness to overcoming tremendous adversity, racism, building strong families, the power of prayer, God's mercy. So, um, I think I think those would be the guys. I would say my go-to guys, you know, for for strength
0: and encouragement. Sure, you you uh, go into parishes and speak to families I know and married couples as well. Uh, but in a special way, you get to a lot of men's conferences. In fact, you wrote a book specifically to men, uh, and that's a, that's a mighty read, man. I mean, that thing's like a, a weight or something, you know? I mean, goodness gracious, you put a lot of time into that thing. It's obvious. But when you when you go out to these men's conferences, and I know you're going to be coming here to Des Moines March 30th, what is it that you want to get across to these guys? What is it that men need to be in the world today?
1: Well, we need to, to follow what St. Paul says, right? I preach Christ and Christ crucified. I want to know nothing except the cross of Jesus Christ. And it's no longer I who, I've been crucified with Christ, no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. Then we need to see ourselves as men, um, as as Christ on the cross, in that beautiful gift of breaking himself open and pouring himself out in love. We need to do that as men, to serve, protect, and defend our families, the church, and the culture, to die to ourselves every day to live for them and sacrifice and service to them. Um, because headship and leadership and authority is rooted in service. Jesus gives us the model. I have not come to be served, but to serve. You know, and and, and and unless we can do that, we will never become the men who God created us to be, who the church needs us to be, and who our families absolutely need us to be as we lead them uh, on the journey to heaven.
0: Now more than ever, and you know this more than anyone, people in America, you know, we're hemorrhaging Catholics. You know, 20% of American Catholics are practicing the faith. Uh, Studies show that in 10 years, that number goes down to 8% of Catholics who are going to be practicing the faith. We're going to lose 12% of practicing Catholics in the next 10 years. That's that's not something we can just kind of easily move over or, or just talk or change the subject. Now more than ever, this is missionary territory, Deacon. I mean, in our own families, in our own homes. In our, in our own workplaces, we don't have to go uh, to third world countries anymore to be missionaries. We get to be missionaries right here in our own homeland. And, and while it can be kind of depressing about some of those numbers, in another way, it's kind of exciting that this is where we are in this time of, uh, of age that God's calling us to become those missionary disciples.
1: There's a serious disconnect between the faith and the everyday lived experience. So, for example, young people will say things like, Mass is born. Now, now, why do they say that? Because they have no idea why they're there. They're there because Mommy and Daddy make them go. Um, but, but there's a disconnect between what happens at that altar every week and my everyday lived experience. And so we need to learn to cooperate with the grace of the sacraments, to understand the power of God's love in those sacraments, and to have the courage to be countercultural, to say no to the culture and always yes to Jesus. So we got to stop filling these kids with soda and pizza and playing games on Sunday nights and start teaching them about the faith, to connect the faith to their everyday life so they don't just know stuff about Jesus, but that they get to know Jesus deeply, personally, intimately, where they're living from their faith, where every aspect of their life, every decision that they make flows from an intimate and dynamic relationship with the living God. And we, as their parents and deacons and priests and teachers, have to emulate that for them. So if we're not living a practicing the faith ourselves, how can we possibly expect our young people to stay Catholic? So that's why conferences like this are very important uh, to get them to understand it's just not about watching football on Sundays or just going to work every day and coming home. It's about Jesus is the heart and the center of your life. And everything that we do and everything that we say flows from that center, flows from that heart. And when we start to build, we start to live that way, we build strong families, we build strong families, we build a strong church, we have a strong church, we have a strong culture.
0: Deacon, I want to thank you for coming on, man. It's always, it's always an honor to, to have you come on this show, and God bless you, and, and keep the faith, man. Thank you, John. Keep up the great work you're doing as well. So there you have it, friends. Look, where do, we, where do we start in all of this? I think Deacon said it best. Holy Mass, Eucharistic Adoration. We start at the foot of Jesus. The grace comes from Him, not us. It's just then up to us how we're going to respond. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting them to take part in the show. Visit our website at yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I am John Lee Leanetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and His love today.